Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. You are now listening to Pastor Helen Young of Grace Worship Center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, a life-changing fellowship. Join us today as she talks about talking the talk. Let us join in with the service already in progress. You will be blessed and enlightened. Let's join in. Amen. You know, it's raining on the outside, but in my heart, I know what you get Yeah. 
You believe that? Because we're going to be with him. Paul wrote this to a church in the midst of a Roman colony who took great pride in their Roman citizenship. Yet the importance is not the location of our present dwelling, but our future heavenly home where we will see all of his splendor with eyes unclouded and we shall surely worship him. Thus we eagerly await our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our citizenship is, is in heaven. Amen. That's where we're going to. We're going to, as they say, we're moving on up. Amen. But we're going to go to be with him. But while we are yet on this place, we have an earthly citizenship where we dwell. Now, this earthly citizenship where we're dwelling at calls us to talk about it. You talk about your house that you're living in. You talk about the schools that your kids attend. You talk about the vehicles that you drive. We talk about it. We talk about our natural places. I know I do. But even more so, I talk about my new residence. And my new residence is with him. Amen. Because that's where I'm I'm going towards. Everybody in this walk of salvation uh are headed for that that home with the Lord where the streets are paved, you know, and the gates of pearl. And the thing of it is, it's just that I'm going to talk about it, so I'm going to talk the talk. I'm talking about this place called heaven that I'm going to be at.
Pastor Helen Young of Grace Worship Center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, a life-changing fellowship. Join us today as she ministers Talking the Talk. You will be blessed and enlightened with today's message. Let us join in with the service already in progress. The Lord is great, amen? You know, it's raining on the outside, but in my heart, the anointing is low. Going to, we're going to, as they say, we're moving on up. 
Amen. But we're going to go to be with him. But while we are yet on this place, we have an earthly citizenship where we dwell. Now, this earthly citizenship where we're dwelling at calls us to talk about it. You talk about your house that you're living in. You talk about the schools that your kids attend. You talk about the vehicles that you drive. We talk about it. We talk about our natural places. I know I do. But even more so, I talk about my new residence. And my new residence is with him. Amen. Because that's where I'm I'm going towards. Everybody in this walk of salvation uh, are headed for that, that home with the Lord where the streets are paved, you know, and the gates of pearl. And the thing of it is, it's just that I'm going to talk about it. So I'm going to talk the talk. I'm talking about this place called heaven that I'm going to be at while I'm still yet having earthly citizenship. So what are, what are you saying? If I'm going to talk this talk, I need to make sure I know what I'm talking about. Amen. 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 It's one thing for somebody to start talking about, um, we'll say, painting, mm-hmm. contractor painting, not painting the pictures, the walls and, and things like that. If I don't, if I'm clueless about it, you know, the only thing I'm going to go, ooh, why did you use that color? Oh, okay, why is this? But if I can talk the lingo to it, it offers a little bit more. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And I can get nuggets as to what he's saying. Right. My citizenship and yours is in heaven. Yeah. And I'm talking to you about the Lord. So we ought to be talking the talk about our salvation. Amen. I want you to look with me at the book of Philippians, chapter 1, verse 27. I'm talking about what you are saying. You have a responsibility to speak. But as you speak, know what you're speaking about. Amen? Know it in the heart, in your heart, what you're talking about. The Bible always tells us that we have to give an account of what we believe. Why? Listen to this, Philippians 1, verse 27. It says, only let your conversation be as it becometh what? The gospel of Christ. Hold up for just a second. Only let your conversation be what? As it becomes the gospel of Christ. So what is the gospel of Christ? It's the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It says that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So what Paul is saying to this, that whether or not he is with you or not, that when he hear about it, he ought to know about your affairs. We're talking about a citizenship with Jesus. Okay. So what is he saying? You ought to be talking a conversation that is wholesome and that has merit to it. Amen? We ought to be striving together for the faith of the gospel. So what is our faith? Our faith is hinged on what? That one day we'll see him for who he is and how he is. And then as we see him, we shall be like him. So I'm going to talk about it. Now, we had our church picnic on yesterday. 
and uh, several of us were sitting there, and we were talking about an unspoken conversation that was so powerful that it changes a person. So what I'm going to say about an unspoken conversation, let's give you an example. Now, my parents were in the Lord, and I knew what the law was inside of their home. It didn't work in my home, but it worked in their home. But when I went to my parents' home, no matter what I did back then, when I walked in, she never had to say a word to me. Her lifestyle spoke out to me. No matter what stuff I was doing, it came in light of that word, and then I had to go and repent, even though I may not have said it if I had said something about it. My mother's life, my daddy's life exemplified holiness. There was no cursing in the house. You wouldn't dare bring a cigarette to the driveway, leads home to the house. You didn't bring that. You did smoke. You left it in your vehicle. Because once you came out, you weren't stepping on their premises because my daddy knew. Hey, girl, what you, you know, I didn't smoke. Boy, what you, oh, that wasn't going to be me. But their life put me in check. Their life told me that if you were not reading your Bible every day, something is wrong. You got too many cares that it keeps you from having a relationship with the Lord. I remember uh, from the conversation that we had how people will say, you're trying to judge me. And you say, I have not even opened up my mouth. I mean, you started a conversation. But your lifestyle is you're wearing your lifestyle. Do your, your garments is your lifestyle. You're saying everything about you, you're holding it. And you stand for God. You are set aside. You are chosen. You are royal priesthood, a holy nation that have been called out of darkness into the marvelous light. And your light is beaming. Only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ. So that means your conversation, your spoken word, and the life that you live should become the gospel. Because too many times we will find ourselves talking one talk and living another. And it just don't merge together. There's something wrong with that. In Psalms 37, verse 14, Psalm 37 and 14, it says, The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bows to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. David here is not talking about the sword, as we say, to cut off the sharp Instrument. He's talking about he's open up their mouth with their tongue and they're ready to speak things against you. He's drawing out the sword. He's open up their mouth right there. And they have bent their bow. That means they have begun to talk, to cast down the poor and needed, and to slay such as be of an upright. 
right conversation. He's not talking about the actual physical killing. He's talking about the words coming out of your mouth to what? To slay those who have an upright conversation. That means the enemy, the enemy always want to come against you. See, the Bible says that you're going to know the saints of God because of the love that they have for one another. Amen. Now, how can you love somebody and steady beating them across the head? Something don't match that way. Amen. So David said right there, look, the wicked, those are the ungodly. They've opened up their mouth right now and they have fixed their words to come out. Now they're going to cast you down and say Christianity ain't right. Who want to believe in something like this? Is your God this? Is your God that? Yes, my God is almighty God. He is a living God. He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the alive. Yes, he is. He gives us strength. Come on, he clothes us. He beautifies us. But we ought to be talking about him. We get to a point where we want to tell a little story, just a little white lie or black lie. We just want to tell just a little untruth in order to fit inside of the crowd instead of talking with our mouth the conversation that is becoming holiness. We want to just back out for a moment and say, uh, no, uh, yeah, uh, no, uh-uh. Take a stand on what you believe for God. Amen. We ought to be able to talk it. I know the law says, well, you can't talk shop while you're at work. I understand that. I respect that. Amen. But there's coffee breaks. Amen. And there are lunch times where you have your time where your conversation can be right. You don't have to tell somebody you're going to hell with all that that you're doing. If your life backs up, what you believe in your heart, what the Word of God says, your life will be an example to those. So you don't believe what I'm saying. How many times when you're living a life of holiness and somebody will come and they say, excuse me, I didn't mean to curse in front of you. I know some of you have had those experiences because something is uh, emanating from you that is coming from you that causes you to be different than the norm. Now, sometimes they will tell jokes on the job. I mean, raunchy jokes. I'm all, you know, wow. And uh, I turn a deaf ear to it. You know, but they say that. Then sometimes they are... They say, oh, that ain't nothing. They want to include you in it. Why would they include you into something that is of a filthy conversation? Something about that is either one or two things. Either they are trying to come against you, or they feel like, hey, you flow with us. You go to church on Sundays, and I go to church on Sundays, and we flow together, no difference. Because the one thing, either you're straddling the fence, or they're trying to get you. But our conversation should be of holiness. In Psalms chapter 50, verse 23, Psalms 50 and verse 23, come on, read it with us, it says, Whoso offers praise glorifieth me, uh-huh. and to him that orders his conversation aright, Will I show the salvation of God? So what is, what is this being saying? Who offers praise glorifies me? Can you praise God just solemnly? No, I don't think so. How many parents are out here? Now, if your child is doing something and you open up your mouth to praise,
you're a child. It ain't a solemn praise. Amen. Nine out of ten times, it is a shout out yeah. to them. Maybe they're doing something and, uh, and there's a stillness in it, but you give them a sign to say, I praise you, thumbs up. You know, or you kind of do this for them, if that. But if the opportunity avails itself, then you can give them a praise right there. I remember, as I said, one time, one of the fathers saw his son, and he said, that's my boy, real loud in the audience. And everybody knew who it was. Amen. He wasn't ashamed, and the child wasn't ashamed. He kind of like made the child feel pretty good. But the thing about it is, he says, who offers, that means that you willingly give praise. God says it glorifies him. It makes him happy. Say, look, they're talking about me. They're talking about my son, Jesus, that I sent my only son, my beloved, my only one, my begotten son. They're talking about him. They're saying that he died for them. Look at them. He says, when you offer that praise, it glorifies me. And then it says, to him that orders his conversation, to order something means to put it in the right position, the right place. It has a way of doing it. If you get it right, he said, if you order your conversation aright, he said, I will show the salvation of God. But it has to be verbally spoken. It just not can be solid. We just can't tell a little lie and say, yeah, I go to church, I love the Lord. And then, you know, and, and it's just eating you all up on the inside. You know, why did I tell him? I should have told him. I should have done. No. You know, are you a Christian? No, I'm not a Christian. And in your heart, you know you are, but you want to fit in. Mm-hmm. They say, well, can we, can you just look at that? No, I can't look at that. My life is in Christ. Well, I'm a Christian. You know, the scripture says that that the the saints of God should not even be talking about that wickedness that the sinners are doing. It gives us a choice. But we want to blend in. Some people, rather, want to blend in with the crowd and say just a lie. They don't want to talk the talk. Because they want to fit in. But we as Christians, we need to set our conversations right and be bold enough to say, I am a Christian. I don't I don't care how much money it is. You can't pay me to preach and I say the name of Jesus. You can say, well, Pastor Helen, I will give you a million dollars if you just preach for 20 minutes, but you cannot say the name of Jesus. You can say God. But you cannot say Jesus. I give you a million dollars on the spot. Well, look out. It ain't happening. Because what's on the inside of me, the word that I've hidden on the inside of me, somewhere during that time, Jesus is going to come out of my mouth. Because when I begin to talk about him, I get all on fire. I want to get up and dance when I look at who I used to be and who I am today because of the shed blood of the Son of God, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. I order my conversation to talk about him. So the money is not a factor. You can't bribe me. You can't bribe me with that. Jesus is who my soul loves, who offer praises, glorifies me. God is a great and marvelous God. I want you to look at this with me. 
Galatians. Chapter 1, verse 13, Galatians 1 and 13, I want you to look at this. It says, for you have heard, this is Paul talking, for you have heard of my conversation in past time in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measures I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. Paul said this, I used to take out Christians, and you knew everything about me. Oh, so you don't believe what I'm saying. Look at this. Do you remember the story when Paul had all the road to Damascus experience? Hallelujah. I know you've heard about how he was going in and he was killing the saints. He had he had a decree that he can go uh, and, and find out the Christians and kill them. All right? So on the road to Damascus, Paul had an experience where the light shined and he heard this voice. Say, Paul, Saul, Saul, what were you trying to, you know, persecute me? Don't you find it hard? Okay. Do you remember that was his conversation? He boasted about it. I killed so many Jews. I mean, so many Christians. I killed all of that. But do you remember what Ananias said when the Lord called out to Ananias and said, I want you, Ananias, to go to where Paul is. And Ananias said, I have heard about this man called Saul, whose name was later changed to Paul. How he persecuted the They already knew his conversation. His conversation was his lifestyle. Yeah. His conversation was his walk. Yeah. His swagger. If that's what his conversation was. Everybody knew him because of the talk that he talked. He was talking the talk. I'm out here to kill him. Be man, woman, child, or anything. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to take him out. So Ananias said, Lord, 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 I know you know everything, God. But you said I can come and sit and talk with you. Lord, he kills. And the Lord said, I know. But he's changed. He met me on the road to kill and I stopped him in his track. And I also gave him a vision about you. That you going out there. Talk to him. Baptize him. He'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. He didn't have to say, is it really necessary for me to receive the Holy Spirit? Has it been done away with? Uh, Paul got it when Ananias came. He baptized him and he received it right then and there. Amen. So, as I said, your conversation should be talking the talk about the Lord. Amen. Now, talking about the Lord doesn't mean that you have to get into this dialogue with, um, or, or you believe in that. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes, just a simple word would be this. Jesus loves you. Amen. And you don't have to suffer. God is a healer. He sent his word, and his word has healed you. But I'm here to pray with you. Can I just pray for you? That could change a person's life. Ephesians 2 and verse 3. Ephesians 2 and verse 3. Now, what does that say? Among whom also we all had what our conversation in time past. What else is in that? In the what? Loves of our flesh. Oh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as are others. Okay, so what Paul is saying is this. He says, it used to be our conversation was all about us. Our conversation was about our lust, our greed, our desires, fulfilling the flesh of the mind, 
you know what? People can talk about all the sports and who just left the game with 60 points, who retired, who was the greatest athlete of them all. Was it the Will Chamberlain? Was it Kareem? Who was it? They can talk about that. Who was the greatest quarterback? Who was the greatest coach? You know, they began to talk about all of that. As soon as you start talking about Jesus, they get up and they walk away. And my thing of it is, is this. Who was the greatest quarterback in all time? Jesus. But see, he threw that ball to me and said, carry my word. So who could do a dump shot? The greatest that could leap through the air and put it in. Hey, Jesus. Because he is the one that can lift you so that you'll get the points needed. Come on. Because we are what? Striving to be with him one day. And we want, our bottom line is this. We want to be found without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. The Bible says without holiness. Hallelujah. Without holiness, no man can see God. Come on, I tell you. Without a lifestyle of holiness, you're not going to make it in. Some will say at that time, well, did I not cast out demons in your name? Did I not build buildings and all of this in your name? And he says, I never knew you. He says, but I did it in your name. Even demons tremble at the name Jesus. But if you don't have a relationship with him, and your conversation has not been ordered or right about he who saved you from a life of problems, you were headed down a road of darkness, but Jesus stepped in. Your conversation should be changed right now. I'm not going to just say, I don't know him because I want to fit in. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. The narrow is the way. I would rather be on the narrow road and say, no, I'm not going to sell myself short just to have company with you. So nothing else can persuade me. We ought to be talking about it. There are so many things going on. The church is coming under persecution. You already know it. They want to take a lifestyle of filthiness where God had destroyed a city in the suburbs of that city because of wickedness. But they want to take that wickedness and make you happy with it. That's so. You have equal rights because of you being a person. But to have equal rights because of your preference? My conversation is not with that. 
But what I can do is cry out to the Lord God Almighty. And guess what? He will help me. God will help you get to your next level if you cry out to him. And be at the door. Ah, you can cry out. He will answer you. Gives you the result. But you've got to do it. You must put it into practice. He's holy, y'all. I keep telling you, without holiness. No man can see God. If the righteous shall scarcely make it in, what happens to the ungodly? Those of us that are living all that we know, what happens to those who aren't living anything? Oh, oh my goodness. I'm not trying to scare you into salvation. I'm trying to awaken you to the reality. Jesus is going to come back for his church. No, the church is his bride. When he come back for us, he ain't looking for no skinny jeans. He ain't looking like a dress that you didn't sprayed on to you. Come on, he ain't looking coming back for nobody that pants is falling down and you can see what you shouldn't see. He's coming back for a bride, a door. Hallelujah. With holiness. Oh my Jesus, he's coming back for us that we can present us and say, "Bad look." My bride, those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, come on, I'm coming back. I'm going to get you. Our conversation should be about him. We should never be ashamed to say, Jesus is Lord. Even though we love our life, but when it comes down to this, if you deny him now, he will deny you before the angels in heaven. That's what the Bible says. If you're ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you when you stand before him. God don't want just weaklings. He wants people that are on fire. He doesn't want people that one day they're for him and the next day they're for the world. You already know that in the book of Revelation. He said, I would rather you be hot or cold. Because if you look warm, means you want to cross the field. This day, you, this day, you, this day, and one day you for Christ. He said, I'd rather spit you out. I'd rather say that you're on fire with me or you hate me. I, that way I know your swagger. I know your conversation. I know how you're getting around. How many of us have relatives? And we've made changes in our lives. And then the relatives will say this. Oh, there they go now. They are this and they are that. They go to church all the time. We're not here to condemn them. But we don't want the same thing that we used to have. We're not coming to judge you. I'm coming to tell you the truth, what reality is. Amen. Listen to this. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 32, it says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to what? The deceitful lust. In verse 23, it says what? And beware renew. Where? In the spirit of your heart. Oh, come on now. Let's read that again. Read 22 and then read 23 for me. That he put off concerning the former conversation, uh-huh. the old man, uh-huh. which is corrupt uh-huh. according to the deceitful lust, uh-huh. and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Oh, that's powerful right there. To be renewed in the spirit of your mind means you have to change your thoughts. If we put all the mindset of Christ, 
Wherefore, put away lying. Yes. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. Yes. So what is he saying to us as adults? What about to us as youth, children? Tell the truth. If I do that, I'm going to get a beat down by my parents. And beat down don't mean beat me down. It's just a particular phrase that means that I come under the disciplineship of my parents. It ain't worth it. Punishment. I can't go here and I can't go there. You hear what I'm saying, children? It says, speak truth. I don't do that. You have to realize that this in crowd can tear you up. It can build you up and surely let you down in a heartbeat. Speak every man truth with his neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be ye angry and sin not. Don't let that sun go down upon your wrath. Never give place to the devil. So what are we saying? Never give place to the devil. If you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. You give him a ride, he want to drive. You let him in, just one little lie will turn into a multitude of lies. And you forget what lie you said to begin with. Let him that stole what? Steal no more. God's talking about being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Listen to it. What does it say? Let him what? But let him that stole uh-huh. steal no more. That means change your lifestyle. Change your job. Change your ethics. What else? But rather let him labor uh-huh. working with his hands the thing, that thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needs it. Oh, listen to God. Naturally and spiritually. You know, you ain't been working it up and get a job so that you can help somebody else. That's on the natural side of it. On the spiritual side, you've been like the day school and your your walk with the Lord get up that you'll be able to be able to strengthen somebody in their time of need. And what does twenty nine says? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Oh my God. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. Listen to this. Don't let no corrupt conversation come out. You know, we shouldn't be talking about some stuff that we're talking about. We shouldn't be. Not as saints of God. We need to be praying for that person to come out of that. Amen. And it says, don't let it come out of your mouth. That means the power of your tongue. But that which is for the edifying, that it might minister grace to the hearer, that it will bless somebody else's life. What does 30 says? And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. God has sealed us with what? The Holy Spirit, the comforter. Don't grieve it. You know, don't want to do good and, 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 and the Holy Spirit on the inside of you say, take them to lunch, bless them, speak a word to them, tell them they can do all things through Christ and strengthen them. And then he would say, mm-mm, I ain't saying none to them. I they, mm get thee behind me, Holy Spirit. I ain't doing it today. Mm-mm. They are not fit for it. And the Holy Spirit says, I want you to bless them. See, the thing about it is, you're blessing them. God's about to bless you. He said, oh, I ain't, I ain't saying none to them. Just let them trip up. You know, well, we'll leave that alone. Some of you looking at me strange. It says, then what? Let all what? Let all bitterness mm-hmm. and wrath and anger mm-hmm. and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you 
Y'all need the Holy Spirit. We said, yes, ma'am, you come to our house. Because I wanted to come to the house. I didn't want her to do it out there in the, you know, in the grocery store. Could be one of my classmates would see me say, Woo! I saw you with your hands all up. She said, lift your hands all right now. <laughs> now it's the day of salvation. We lift our hands up. You know how you give the little half a hand up. You know, your elbows down to your waist. She said, lift them up high. You know, oh, it was just something. But that was that lifestyle. I knew that about them, you know, because when we saw them in their little long dress, we, you know, they came back and got us. Take God as something higher. But it says, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may buy your good works, which they shall Behold, glorify God in the day of self, uh, day of visitation. That's First Peter chapter two, verses twelve through eighteen, and read verse thirteen. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord, uh huh, whether it be to the king and supreme. That means to follow the laws of the land. Come on, or unto governors, okay. as unto them that are sent by him uh-huh. for the punishment of evildoers. And for the praise of them that do well. Uh-huh. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Listen to this. Our lifestyle is supposed to be so potent that they would know that we have been with God. They ought to know that there's a difference. And then we ought to be doers of what the law said. And if we're supposed to pay tax, pay the tax. This deadline for the income you ought to be able to do all of that. Render to Caesar what is Caesar and render to God what is God. Amen. Come on. And free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, mm-hmm. but as the servants of God. Listen to this. Just because we're saved don't mean that that gives you a right to tell everybody because they haven't made it to the level that we are, that you're going to hell. You're going to, come on, ease up. Amen. Don't just because you got it, don't use it to do whatever you want to do wrongfully. Go ahead. Honor all men. Uh-huh. Love the brotherhood. Uh-huh. Fear God. Uh-huh. Honor the king. Listen to this. Honor God. And the way that we honor him is with our mouth. The fruit of our lips, always giving God praise. And with my closing scripture, in Second Peter, verses 3, chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. And I'm closing with this. And that is with Second Peter. Run over there with me. Chapter 3. Verses 11 and 12. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, uh-huh. what manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation and God? Listen, God is going to come back, and with everything that's happening, what manner of persons are we now that we see everything going on? That we ought to be in all holy, our conversation should be holy and godliness. And we see the times that they are right now. Believe it or not, they are looking for somebody that's true. They may not ever admit that they want it, but they are looking for what? Genuineness in Christ. They really are. They may never say it with their mouth, but in their hearts they are looking for something. And that's something we have. And verse number 12 says what? Looking for uh-huh. hasting unto the coming of the day of God, 
wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Amen. Listen to this. Our conversation should not be as it used to be. And if we still have this conversation of old lifestyle and this lust, what friends are we hanging with? Because if you're hanging with the wrong friend, even though you've accepted Christ, you're going to still be talking their language and everything. It only takes a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. And just a little of those stay with in sin will cause you to become like them. Our conversation should be on talking the talk. And the talking the talk is about Jesus, who can take a life and change it. People are making changes to their bodies and mindset. They want to look like the Barbie doll. They want to look like the Ken doll. You don't need all of that. The Bible says that Jesus loves us just as we are. He wants us to be conformed to him. We need to be renewed in the spirit of our minds towards holiness. We need to be talking. This is for young people as well as old people. I can't expect you or to be who you're supposed to be if you're still hanging with yesterday's things. One of our vision is to take the saints and make them to be what we they should be right now. Out of yesterday's people, to today's saints, to be used for the future. The thing of it is, is just as your mouth ought to speak truth. And the truth is Jesus loves you. He'll help you get a promotion on the job. He'll help you buy the house, get the car. He will direct your steps. He will give you the desires of your heart. You've got to please him, though. No good thing will he withhold from them that walketh uprightly with them. He will send now prosperity. He will allow the money to answer all things. These are scriptures. However, we ought to talk to talk, walk the walk, love our Lord Jesus. He did. With all, with all heads bowed and eyes closed. If there's anyone that have heard the message today, and you want to give your heart to the Lord, and your you have just been listening to Pastor Kevin Young of Grace Worship Center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, a life-changing fellowship. Thank you for joining us today as she ministered the word, talking the talk. I hope that you was blessed and enlightened with today's message. Remember, God has the best for you. Remember, let your conversation be of holiness. Till we meet again, be blessed. We'll see you real soon. God bless. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.